0: Hi guys, today on Melon Girl Prime Podcast, we will be reading the book Orleans by Sherry L. Smith, the author of Fly Girl, that I've done for my independent study project for my English class. Chapter 1 is October 30th, 2056. there be seagulls catching the breeze overhead. I sneezed and wiped my nose on the back of my bare brown arm. That's the badge of it, Miss de la Grue, the two books, the formula, the bottle. Genuine glass. The smoker McCallan pointed his boots at the thing spread out on my blanket over the broken ground. We'd be near the market where the old levee used to be, across from St. Louis Cathedral. What was once been a green hill now would be a beach done, made of debris, everything from washing machines to refrigerators, and old cars being hauled and dumped here, trying to shore up the levee. But the land gave way when the river rose and the junk be left behind. Daddy used to say you could give a history of the place just by looking at the layers of trash beneath us on the riverside of the hills. Be a dusty gray beach of pulverizing concrete, ground thin by storms. The fable seamen cent- Beaches of Orleans, and McAllen called them. Finer than the black volcanic sand of Hawaii or the pink sugar sand on the old Caribbean. I don't know about that. No- nothing's left of Hawaii or the Caribbean since the water rose and the storm grew heated. It takes a deep silver diver just to find them, but Orleans still be here. I snorted at the blanket and gave him a hard look. And the blood, old man, gave you a good solid down payment on that. What about that? Mr. Allen's eyes crinkled like he be laughing at me. He should know him better. Grinning like a fool only makes me angry. Sorry, sugar. They weren't out of positive and negative at the bank. There's a blood supply shortage out here. He waved his gloved hand behind him towards the wall in the outer states. I ain't risking my neck and smuggling to the, to the Delta when I'm about to retire now, am I? I folded my arms. We had a deal. I need that blood. Mr. Collins shook his head. We could use more with your fire back home, he said. I'll be missing you, Miss De La Gru, that's for sure. I'll be missing him too, though. I won't say it. Mr. Callahan's an old guy, almost 40, but he's smart. He's been smuggling for more than 10 years. He knows who to, who to bribe, where to breach from the wall, and how to get over while the guards be changing, how to avoid the sniffer drones. I ain't the only one he's been doing trade with, neither. His regular knows his good be clean and fresh. He doesn't sell dirt, blood, or fake medicine. Even after the government closed the Delta, he kept working, trading with the tribe. Delta fever be harder to kill than a swamp fox. It would be always changing, the way those little buggers switch back on their own trail. But if they stay confined to a blood type, if folks keep trying themselves by type of blood, then it slows down. Somehow. And that's why folks like McCallaghan be necessary. Tribes ain't able to mix together long enough for a real trade. I did my best, Miss Finn, he said, and spread his fingers with a shrug. I spit in the ground and held out my hand. I want a refund." Mr. Callahan sighed. Did you want the stuff I got or no? I've come the long way and not sure anybody else is keen enough to buy these damn books off me. Baby namey in the developing years. What are you up to, Finn? You're not knocked up now, are you? He asked eye my belly. Shoot, skinny as I be, I sure ain't hell ain't pregnant. Lita Shore said I passed for a boy and not for the braids he done for me, all wrapped in a top knot on my head to keep it out of the way. Man, you will stop staring and just make good, I said. McCollum blushed inside his encounter suit, one of the old kind with thick, mucous looking skin that turned orange-yellow with the, heart, with the heat rays in his cheeks. I'd be like to suffocate in something so thick, hot, as ready to be in my cut-off shorts and tank top. My hiking boots be bugging me, they're so sweaty, but I he be wearing the whole suit like a murky second skin. Here, doll, take the books and the form of the bottle, he bent down to the blanket and rolled it up for me. And here's your goods back. He handed me back a little bag of gold I gave him as a down payment. Took a week to scrounge it all up from the teeth of, a dead, of the dead inside the dome while I've been pretending to pray with the urinalists. I don't even melt it down yet in case you weren't pleased. Use it in the market. Or better yet, finally own next. They'll try to hide, but their blood be bought and sold right there. I shove the book into my pack and string the cycle go around my neck to draw down my shirt. We don't do that, I reminded him. My tribe be O positive or O P, and our chieftain, Linda didn't take too kindly to the blood trade. O types don't be needing transfusions like A B's do. The fear be in us, but it ain't eating O bloods up from the inside like they do the other types. So O types got to be extra careful of hunters and farmers where they be taken. They kidnap, bitten victim- up victims to drain them alive. O blood used to be universal donors. If we give a drop, they'd be taking all of it. Linda said that ain't right. Only one's worse off than us be O negs. O negs don't got the Rh or successive factor that O positives do. Daddy used to say O positives be like coffee, and O negs be like water. You can add water to coffee and still be coffee, but you add coffee to water, and it ain't water no more. Everybody drinks water, so O so negs be used by everyone, like the rhyme the nuns taught us about the rules of the blood. Type A's, B's, and A's need to stay away from O's and from others. Plus from minus, sisters from brother, O positives can be fed. All positive in need, but O-Neds is the one for all tribes beneath the sun. I feel McCallum's eyes on my arms as I packed up. He be looking at the shiny scars that are along the inside of my arms, wrist to elbows, and then some. Burnt marks so thick ain't nobody got ever got needed in the easy way. Not everybody got scars like me. Then again, not everybody everybody is willing to die. Somebody want to take my blood. They got to go through the veins in my necks or my thighs. They can only bleed me once and I'd be dead. But that's better than being a blood slave. McCallan shrugged. Best I could do, he said. If I hadn't burnt myself up like that, I could have given my own blood to Linda. If she bleeds too much while burping and needs it, I'll do it without being asked. But I can't. Or I'll be dead. And she got no help from that after that. So I nodded. Fair enough. Sometimes once you make them, they stay made. And I have my reasons. You know, there used to be music here all the time. Macaulay said. He looking out across the city like he sees sees someone he used to know and like. Jazz and blues. Zen decos. The kind of music that made your heart sing. It'd be my turn to shrug. Not anymore, I told him. Music, be a surefire way to bring the hunters down on, on you, or any kind of trouble if you don't want. On the final night, I hitched up my shorts, ragged edges. taking up the top of my thighs and walked away. My old army packs be slung across my shoulders, and my work boots scattered a little rock as I picked up my own down. The trash heap past the ruins of Café du Monde towards the bright blue tarps of the marketplace. The market be bubbling with people today. It's half for October, and folks be all about training and swapping for this for that. There be food vendors selling fruits and vegetables, fish and sometimes wild pigs, or stewing it up in a big pot over the firewoods. I can smell the cooking and hear the clamoring, but most of it be hidden by the roof tart, bright blue in the afternoon sun. The market be right at the edge of the Mississippi, with her back against the old French Quarter. The street behind us belongs to the A positive now, but the market being here in one way or another, since before Orleans being, being Orleans, and it be for everyone. From the early days before the wall, they've been rotating security tribes. This tribe one day, and the tribe the next, keeping it fair and safe. Back when the fever started, the only way O's, A's, B's, and A B's could shop without catching the death from fever. Shop on the days your tribe will be guarding. If not your own tribe, then an, another type, another of your type, and you be okay. Us O's types, we can shop any day. Fever don't run through us quite as bad as it does the rest. it be A-B's. And I see Henry and his boys messing with A B girls girl like the guy Chance. Henry being an OP like me, but when, but that's where the comparison ends. He's 15 and brawny everywhere except the head. Them girls got tattooed, which mean their tribe with LL. Brute sube. Only thing them than making trouble around one of the la bete girls? Be making one pregnant. A, B's and O's make A or B babies. That's just giving him an LB more children for his tribe and that ain't a good idea for us O's. Henry, yeah. I called him off. He would come over with long arms and legs and arms shining with sweat in the sun. He's only a year younger than me, but he listens when I call. And that's be the benefit of my experience. Where'd Linda ask? Where's Linda at? I asked. He shrugged and looked around like he's nervous or something. You know, wherever she, where is she ever at on market day? I swear on even bread, Linda can't be messing with the folk like that. Go get ready to go, I told him. I'd be right back. I walk past the nods of A.B. in the entrance to the market. These fools got tattoos too, so you know they all la bete people. Most folk ain't dumb enough to risk blood poisoning or tinnitus by sticking themselves with needles, but the Alberta tribe be big, strong, and crazy. At least today, they're here to keep the peace. The market be a big, whole rabbit's warning of stalls, but I know where to go. Last one on the first row. Ain't nobody selling nothing there. Not food, not clothing, not even rope to tie your tent to the tree. Nobody wants to set up shop next to the nuns in the hospital tent. You can sell shovels, though, so the folks inside can dig their own graves. The hospital seemed to be made of sheet wood and rusted metal, like everything else on the market, but it got a different roof. Instead of blue plastic tarping, it made of clean white canvases. Didn't know where the nuns be getting this stuff, but it lets in the light so they can see. The Ursuline sisters have been taking care of the folk in Orleans since before the Civil War. Even before the city being part of the old United States. They've been running that old girl school out, the same building they shut themselves up in today. They spent turns nursing them that's too far gone to be cared for by their own tribes. Folk that be nothing but a burden with nowhere to go but in the ground. I don't like this place. It smells like death. I stand outside a minute to take my last few good breaths and then head inside to find the pregnant woman among the dying. Inside the tent, row after row of straw pallets covered in bodies lined the floor. Some living, some not. Nuns and novices be drifting like ghosts in them white sheath dresses they wear. The nuns cover their head with pieces of cloth, but the girl goes bareheaded, young as can be. I worry about the young ones like that out in the market, out in the city, but they ain't my tribe, so I don't. A man moaned to the pallet next to me. Fool looks like he's been gored by a wild boar. Mr. Freesetter by the looks of him, no tribe to help him with the hunt. The lady next him looks like she's dying from tendinitis. The way her job be all rigid, and she's missing a leg. She'd be wasting away. Can't even open her own mouth to eat. One of the nuns look up for me from the lady's side, I mouth Linda, and she points me to the back of the tent. My eyes follow her finger. Lord have mercy. The last row of the hospital. The one closest to the concrete hill besides the market. That's where the fever victims go. The ones nobody can help. I black her and hide it from view. I raised myself and made my way to the back. Shh Linda hushed me when I pushed the curtain aside. She'd be sitting in that little room with the walls covered in blue tart because they're easy to throw out. Just roll with the bodies and carry them out of the back before they lining the room again. Not so many people dying of fever these days, what with the rule of blood telling tribes to keep heart and stay healthy. The fever ain't what it used to be. But sometimes there'd be an outlander, a smuggler from over the wall, or a free settler by a tribe, and he'd get sick and it'd be bad as if it's been fifty years when they built the wall in the first place. Fever makes you weak at first, tired and confused. And that be the disease eating up your red blood cells. Then it makes it soak so you can't sleep, and you start seeing things, crazy things. And skin that be black or brown or white all turn the same color, chalky yellow. That be your blood failing, your living giving up. Roots come up on the skin, and then, like something inside, you're trying to beat its way out. Then come cramps that knot up a body from the inside out. And the weird drifting, walking of somebody whose joints ain't working right now. Your lips crack, your mind goes. You start seeing more things that ain't there. Nobody, they be coming to get you. At the worst, when pain ain't doubling over them, folks' feet would be screaming nonsense and scribbling with their hands, shoveling, they, they mouth full of dirt. My daddy once told me they'd be looking for iron to replenish their blood. That's why some A.B.'s drink blood when they ain't satisfied with just injecting it. Either way it goes in, it can cause more trouble, makes you even crazier. And when you use all that up, ain't got no more in you. You'd be like this boy in this dark little room. Linda'd be sitting next to the freestatter A.B. boy reading a book. she crashed down on her heels even though her belly be eight months big. And she should be sitting down for real. Wanted to show him the pictures in the old mildew thing she's reading. Linda's beautiful even here in the low light of this death room. She's in her own simple dress made from homespun cotton, hair piled up in the black braids on her head. She looks like a queen, looks like a queen. I'd be a scarecrow next to her. She runs a long finger across the boy's forehead, leaving a trail in his sweat, his gum. His skin must be as brown as hers once, but now it's yellow and gang graying from his own bad blood. His eyes be glazed over, and his arms and legs don't bend the right way. He shudders like a puddle in the storm. She leans in to him and whispers the last line of the book, and it was still hot. The boy smiled, an ugly smile. Lips peeled back from his face in a grimace. He nods, and I see him trying to say the words back to Linda. Linda pressed a finger to his cracked lips. Rest, Ezekiel. Rest. The boy nods again and closed his eyes. His chest be moving up and down. He ain't dead yet, but he will be soon. Fen, what is it? She asked me, raising slow, one hand on her back, the other on her round belly. Time to go, I said. No use telling her she's a fool for being here when she's carrying new life and her time to be so close. She didn't argue. Powwow tonight, she said. I nod. Linda got peace talk on the table with the Onegs tonight. Plain enough to worry with that. No need to add a dying boy at the market. She pushed back the black curtain and waved one of the nuns over. The woman glides up and kneels by the boy. The city takes the nun, said, bowing her head, and God receives. Linda replied, "The nun will stay someone to hold the boy's hand when he do, when he do finally cross over." Linda always makes sure of things like that. Shepherds, at what she be? No wonder I follow her out of the hospital tent And back into the light of the day Leaving I sing out when Linda reaches the gate of the market We nod at the guard flanking the entrance And I sing Henry and his boys We walk past the row houses With the rusted bits of ironwork. We pass the preserved streets now And it ain't all piscaresque Like those old photographs at the library The pavement be broken here And I be glad I got some new boots The old smoke be good for something Even if it's not for what I really need you sure we ain't got to go to the library, asked Linda. There'd be a Jerry Ray computer there, run on foot pedals, and who knows what else, electricity, be rare in Orleans. So, much folks do without, but somebody keeps that computer running, and Linda used it sometimes to send messages over the wall. She used the old emails to send left behind back when the wall first went up. When I'd be real little, I got to send emails too, at Father Joseph's Mission, but that's a long time ago when I mean, it looked like the wall weren't going to be there always, and folks on our side still carrying enough to sponsor kids in Orleans. Now there's just gotta be one machine, and only one chief tend to use it, contacting smugglers and looking to set up trade. Maybe one day, the old computers be gone too. Then Orleans be on its own for true. With that powwow and the baby, all my concerns are here, friend, she tells me. Orleans has got everything we need. A skitter of stones behind me says the boys be running to catch up. Good. They gotta learn. Ain't no, ain't never a time to be fooling around at the market. You in, you out. Just cause there be guards there don't mean a problem can't follow you home. Henry coming. Henry came dragging up, up all, all out of breath. But Eric and Matthias, they're too young to know. They should be tired from messing around in the sun all day. They skipped ahead of us like a couple of fool puppies. I grunted. See if I don't talk to them about that later. We owe peace. We got to act dignified for Linda's sake. Let them be boys for a while, Linda said to me, laughing. Once a week is all they get. Don't let us be the ones that take it away. All right, I told her. She's the chieftain, so we do as she says. But if we don't break them of that foolishness, someone else will, and they'll keep on breaking them too. Even with they jumping and clowning, Henry and the boys keep pacing with Linda and me till we out of the quarter. Then out past the old cemetery, Saint Louis number one and number two, and into the woods where we separate like always. This time I say Linda. The baby got less than a month before it leaves her belly. And I won't let her out of my sight till I do it. Till it till it do. And that is the ending of chapter one of New Orleans. I hope you enjoy this reading of Orleans by Sherry L. Smith, authors of Fireflies, and I hope you have a nice day. Until then, bye.